Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. I'm so excited because today's episode is sponsored by my signature group program, Freelance with Freedom, a lifetime group coaching program to help creative freelancers double their bookings in any market. This lifetime, yes, you heard me right, lifetime program is the group coaching container for creatives looking to increase their clients, irrelevant of what market they're in or where they live. This is my proven framework to double your bookings and create a life of freedom and fulfillment. This transformational program will change the way you do business forever and set you up with the skills you need for consistent bookings for life. No agent required, no more relying on word of mouth and no more burnout. Applications are open to the public now and you can head to the show notes to learn more. Welcome back to a new episode of Freelancer Freedom. I'm so excited to chat to you all today because I want to talk about giving up, okay? More specifically, what to do when you're ready to give up. Because for many creative freelancers, the thought that this is too hard and maybe it's time to give up generally happens when they aren't getting booked or when they feel they aren't progressing at the speed they would like. So many creatives give up on their dreams because whether they know it or not, they're in a rush, More often than not to prove something, whether that's to other people or themselves, or because they only measure the success from how much money is in their bank account as a result of their creative business. So there's a level of all or nothing thinking, especially around what being a successful creative freelancer is meant to look like. Working every day means I'm successful, whereas one booking this month means I failed and it's over. So notice when your thinking looks like this. And there's also a common belief I see around what validates being a real, and yes, I'm using inverted commas, creative freelancer, which goes against the whole premise of being a freelancer. Again, the word free is in that word for a reason. So we aren't tied to social norms or the constraints of a nine to five, and yet we beat ourselves up when our work schedule or the amount of days we're on set doesn't mirror that of a nine to five. And I have clients who are freelance full-time. To some of them, that might mean a few times a week. For some, it's just working weekends. I have some clients who choose to work once a month, okay? Being freelance is genuinely something you can't do wrong. So it's allowed to change too. And the fluidity around consistency is so important if you want to feel empowered by being freelance versus using it as a measuring stick for your success. So when creatives start to panic about money running low or running out, they forget at any moment they can get a supplementary income, they can get another job. But when you have an all or nothing mindset that you tell yourself, well, that's bad and that would be giving up on your dream, it's completely the opposite. 
So for example, I love my creative business, aka being a makeup artist so much, I was willing to work in a shoe shop I hated. I loved it so much, I was willing to work on a makeup counter I got fired from. (laughs) I loved it so much, I sold secondhand clothes on eBay. I never vilified my part-time jobs or made it mean anything about me or what was available to me. Of course, I didn't love them, they weren't the dream, but I knew I could solve the money problem so I could get back to my business. And that's a huge part of what helped me become fully booked as a makeup artist. It didn't make me less of a freelancer and it didn't mean my dreams were any further away. They actually grew closer and I could see things so much clearly when I solved the money problem and there was no shame required. So as creative freelancers, we have to develop a very fluid relationship to consistency. We have to stop comparing how often we work to people with nine to five or salary jobs. And I see so many creatives spin out because they think they're not working enough. And then they look back and realize, wait, I tripled my income from the previous year. And so many of us aren't even just in the numbers, just looking year on year, what is happening in our business. So the idea of enoughness is very much tied, I believe, to this idea of consistency and trying to create a schedule that is predictable. What I want to offer is what if you can make the same amount of money and more year after year and how often you work gets to look different every single year, every single month. So there were times in my MUA career where I had 5k months and then some were 35k months. So I had to see that still balanced out as 10k months on average. Also, work isn't happening just when you're on set. It's all the other BTS things, most of which your clients will never see, which are just as important and as extremely necessary if you want to build a successful creative freelance business. So where can you celebrate all the other things you do for your business? Where are you consciously planting seeds for future you and your future bookings? When creatives tell me they're not getting booked, rather than get curious, the default is still to blame the market or tell me that everyone's quiet right now and a collective panic, of course, ensues. (laughs) A certain bonding commences between the artists who genuinely believe that's the real issue, but it isn't. My most successful clients never ever tell me the market is slow or quiet. They've learned to eradicate that language and that thinking from their approach to their business. I had a client in Freelance for Freedom the other day who was celebrating all her recent bookings she got without her agent. She told me my agent still tells me it's just quiet right now and everyone else is quiet too because she's not getting her any bookings. And she's like, I'm out here getting booked left, right and center. But she had to believe that in order to create it, not the other way around. And so many artists join Freelance for Freedom who have agents because they're tired of hearing crickets and they want to learn how to double their bookings without the belief their market is or ever will be a problem. And if you are someone who wants more bookings right now, the first thing I want you to stop doing is blaming your market. Make a decision you will find work. Make a decision you will seek it out. Make a decision you will plant your seeds everywhere. (laughs) And stop engaging in conversations with other artists who tell you it's just quiet right now because that shit spreads like wildfire. When you engage with it, it becomes your belief. And our thoughts have so much power because not only do they fuel our action, but also inaction. It gets so exciting when you realize you can create your own opportunities irrelevant of what everyone else is telling you. And I'll be honest, there was a time I did it myself. I got stuck in the belief that the reason I wasn't working was because there were no jobs. But that belief kept me stuck there. I always say the two most powerful assets to change any creative business into a money-making, fully booked machine is curiosity and the ability to problem-solve. The biggest problem is when you panic. It's a lot harder to get back to problem solving, let alone the playfulness required for curiosity. 
When we aren't getting booked, our brain jumps into the money fit. We write novels upon novels in our brain about how bad this is, how scary it is, how terrible it is. What will our family think? What will our partner think? And yet even the money problem can be solved when you get curious. But when you jump in the pool with the scarcity, it's like treading water in quicksand. So you just get more stuck. And this is what creates the despair. Again, my most successful clients have practiced repeatedly getting intimate with their problems without shaming themselves or believing that problems are bad. They're just information. They are intimate with their limiting beliefs and what fears arise in their business but they come get coached. They are extremely coachable. They implement the coaching even when they want to resist it. They self-coach. They rewatch the entire curriculum again and again. They are willing to process uncomfortable feelings and thoughts. And they get super curious as to why they have the result they currently have, because then and only then can you start to solve the problem. So let's start by addressing the elephant in the room, shall we? Why are you not getting booked? So when creatives aren't getting booked, it usually comes down to one or a mix of these four reasons. So either A, they're not visible enough, so it makes it very hard for their ideal clients to find them. B, they don't have a unique point of difference, which is necessary to create demand for their service. C, the clients don't currently see the value in booking them. And D, they believe their brain when it tells them, this is hard, it's time to give up. And of course, they stop taking action. They believe their creative endeavors are over and without realizing it, that's the exact result they create for themselves. So I'm gonna go into each point as well as what to do to rectify each scenario. So the first thing, like I said, the first reason you're not getting booked is you probably aren't visible enough. So it makes it very hard for your ideal clients to find you. So your visibility should always be a priority. Of course, being visible comes with a degree of vulnerability for a lot of creatives, but growth requires vulnerability. A huge part of your job, whether you like it or not as a creative business owner, is to make it as easy as possible for your clients to find you in your service. So first up, where are your clients already looking for a service like yours? Are your clients on Instagram? Are they going to meetups? Are they going to wedding fairs? What are all the places they are actively seeking you out that you are not utilizing? I'm talking online and in person. So when I was starting out as a makeup artist, I used to tell everyone, and I mean every single person I met exactly what I did. Visibility goes far beyond posting on Instagram or emailing clients. So I remember going to the Mac store and the Makeup Forever store near South Molton Street in London when I first used to come and visit. And I would ask to look at the the people who work there. I'd be like, can I have a look at your portfolios? I would chat with the artists in the store. And without knowing it, I was networking. I was building what I call my inner and outer circle, a tool I teach inside Freelance for Freedom. One of the challenges we're actually adding into Freelance for Freedom that I'm so excited about is going to be the what to post challenge, where we're going to help all our clients create a feeling of safety around being visible so that their nervous system can adapt to being visible online. So to do this, we're going to show them exactly what to post. They don't have to spend hours agonizing over what to post or when. And we're going to give them templates. So the how is taken care of. Because step one for a lot of artists is normalizing being visible online in order to market to your fuck yes clients. Then as they start to expand the capacity to feel comfortable online, we'll then help them implement the content that converts to clients framework so they can do it on their own and create ideas they feel super excited about. And we're going to do the impossible. We're going to make social media and marketing yourself easy and fun. And I can't wait for this inside Freelance for Freedom. So the second point, the second reason we're probably not getting booked is you don't have a unique point of difference, which is necessary to create demand for your service. 
So the thing I see a lot with creatives before they come and join Freelance for Freedom is that they're very attached to this idea of getting it right, which in itself prevents them from tapping into their unique way of being and creating a service that is uniquely their way of doing something. Now, before anyone spins out, uniqueness isn't about being the best or having to be more unique than everyone else. But it is helpful to ask yourself again from a place of pure curiosity, how do I show up for my clients? What do people say about me and my service? How are people talking about me? And what is my unique way of being me that no one else can replicate? I see so many creatives who are afraid of pigeonholing themselves, but when you're incredibly clear on what you do and don't do as part of your service and who you want to serve, you speed up the process of creating demand. So when you do everything and you keep trying to be for everyone and do all the things and offer everything within your service, it makes it very hard to determine why someone comes to you over someone else. So the point of difference becomes very vague and it's very hard to market vagueness. Bottom line, people want to know exactly why they should come to you for your service. There should be something about it that they desire, irrelevant of where you live, what market you're in or what you charge. And that brings me on to the third point, which is their clients don't currently see the value in booking them if you're not getting booked. So I know this might hurt some people's feelings, but when you're not getting booked, your price isn't the problem. Even if clients tell you they can't afford you or your rates are too high, what they are really saying, what they really mean, the truth is they just don't see the value in booking you yet, okay? And I'm making a winky face. (laughs) So think about it. People buy houses in super expensive areas just to get their kids into the school they want them to go to because they see the value in their kids being able to go to said school and the impact that might have on their kids' education. People pay thousands to travel first class because they see the value in having more room and not having backache and being able to arrive at a destination feeling refreshed and well-rested when they could easily buy the cheaper seat, okay? Both exist. And I was on a wait list to work with my coach for six months for a program that cost $15,000 when I knew other cheaper coaches existed that I could work with sooner, but I saw the value in waiting for the coach who I truly believe could help me and whose movement I believe in. So people will pay any amount, any amount to have their problem solved or to have the thing they truly desire and see value in. People wait for months, even years to get the thing they want. And it's a big if, if they see the value in it. Like I said, value isn't just about the money. It's often the overall impact of something. That could be time saved, how they feel afterwards as a result of your service, the fact that less effort is required. It could be numerous reasons. But perceived value is incredibly important if you want to increase your demand. So again, just because black leather bags in Topshop exist for $100 that look like a Hermes Birkin doesn't mean Hermes won't be able to sell a black leather Birkin bag for $20,000. Both will sell. Both can exist. But to this person spending $100, they might not see the perceived value of something that's 20K. But the person buying a Birkin who wants it, who desires it, can. And it's understanding those reasons. So to the person who is willing to spend 20K, the perceived value could be that this is a rare item that holds its retail value and they see it as an investment. It could be that it represents an identity shift or that this bag might change how people see them. So value is never about the cost. So next time someone tells you your price is too high, remember, what they're really saying is they just don't see the value of your service yet. That doesn't mean with a little curiosity and some problem solving, you can't change that. This is why you need to know your ideal clients like the back of your hand. You need to learn how they perceive value in order to build demand, which in addition to doing something in your unique way, 
And truly leaning into that will always create more bookings, especially with the clients you actually want. And the other reason people aren't getting bookings is they believe their brain when it tells them this is hard. When their brain says it's time to give up, and of course, what happens is they stop taking action, they believe their creative endeavors are over, and without realizing it, that is the result they have. So two questions I want you to ask yourself if this is you right now. What specifically is making it hard? What if being hard doesn't have to be a problem? It's helpful to remember our brains are lazy. (laughs) Okay, they don't like new and they don't like hard. Anything that feels unfamiliar or even slightly challenging, our brain goes into protection mode and tells us there's a potential threat. Our brains were built to help us survive. So it makes so much sense. But a huge part of becoming a successful creative freelancer comes from not believing everything your brain offers up. When you believe something is being hard or challenging is bad, it makes sense you will stop doing that thing. It's also interesting that if our brain thinks there's no hope, it jumps to, oh well, that's over then, I guess I should just give up, as a default. When you feel like giving up, step one is to give yourself permission to feel you are a human being with a human brain, and sometimes we just need to give ourselves some grace. I always find it helpful, even as I process the feelings, to ask myself, how did I get to giving up being my only option? From a place of complete curiosity, not judgment. Ask yourself, what would make things 10% easier right now in this moment? How can you meet your own needs? Is that an early night? Is it some time with friends? Is it speaking to your coach and community? What one thing can I do for myself that comes from a place of love and safety? That alone will prove to your brain you know how to create safety outside of money. And it will help get your brain on board in order to make more. I always joke with my clients that I think of my brain like its own person and I'm always asking it questions. I'm always like, okay, brain, I see you going to doom and despair. Or, okay, brain, you want to tell me I should give up, but what else haven't we tried yet? What do we need to practice? What do we need to fail at a few more times? Why are we considering giving up as the only possible outcome or plan of action? Where can you welcome the challenges? Where can you make the challenges fun for you? Where can every setback be another chance to flex your problem-solving skills? There is no one problem that's impossible to solve. Anyone can go from zero bookings to fully booked at any time. It could change in the next 30 minutes, the next day, the next week. Anything is possible, but your thoughts count. Notice which thoughts help you create results that excite you. What thoughts help you come back to your dreams without fearing the timeline and without the pressure of having to prove anything? Getting booked is a skill and it requires equal parts mindset and strategy. So many creatives just want to strategize their way out of a bookings drought. But until you address your thoughts and beliefs, you'll only get halfway up the ladder. There's also a huge difference between getting bookings, knowing you can create more of them versus believing it's a fluke or you've just been lucky. Mindset is a difference. When you're booked and busy with strategy alone, you start to fear it running out or you worry how long you can keep it up for. Instead of gratitude, you're left with fear and anxiety of what will I do when my bookings dry up? Versus when you know how to create a belief system that you're an incredible problem solver, you control your demand and getting booked is always inevitable. Getting bookings feels playful. It feels exciting because there's no ceiling. I want every creative to have these beliefs. I want every creative to know deeply in their bones that there's room for them and their dreams. And inside Freelance for Freedom, this is exactly what we do. We give you equal part strategy and mindset coaching so you have everything you need to double your bookings in any market, book celebrities and global brands inside the most incredible community of other artists who are all ready to cheer you on. So I'm super excited to say that we will be opening up the doors to Freelance for Freedom soon. 
Okay, a little teaser, it will be coming soon, so make sure you keep your eyes posted. You can join the wait list, you can make sure you're on our mailing list in general, just so you don't miss any information on when that's coming out. And I can't wait for you to come join us inside Freelance for Freedom and be a part of the best coaching program for creative freelancers. My team and I are so excited to support you. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.